SMQBs. This is episode 70. We're down a house, but it's still a good show tonight. We're talking about the NBA world champion Golden State Warriors and where do the Celtics go from here. Talking about the draft, some booms and busts for the NBA draft this week. A U.S. Open recap, believe it or not. One of the SMQBs nailed it, predicted it a week ago. Have to listen to hear who it was. Then we talk about the shellacking that the Colorado Avalanche are putting on Milk's Tampa Bay Lightning in the NHL Finals. A punchable face of the week, a couple of lassos. Who cares what the other guys say? Ryan Zimmerman is always deserving of a lasso. Enjoy the show. Leave us a five-star review, and thanks for listening. And from the people climb up on the booth, singing from the people on the people, my head's the roof, dancing on the ceiling, on the people, I got people on the dancing on the people, I got people. SMQBs, this is episode 70. I have one thing to say. Touchdown, Colorado Avalanche. (laughs) (laughs) We're leading with that? And they kicked the extra point. They nailed it. At least they didn't go for two. What is the football equivalent of losing seven to nothing in hockey? Just trying to figure this out. Got six sixty-two to zero in football. <laughs> yeah, something Four, like that. Forty-nine nothing, something 49 like that. Nothing. Listen, oh, it was a pace. We got We got to get to our uh, our number seventy here. Um, seventy, which is ten times seven, the number of goals the Avalanche scored the other night. So. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. This is a uh, let's. I'm going to keep this one brief tonight. Someone should nail this. Uh, he played for the New York Giants uh-huh. and the Washington Redskins. He was a 1956 NFL champion, a two-time first-team All-Pro. Jim Marshall. No. Four-time uh, oh, second-team oh, oh, All-Pro. Oh, oh, oh. oh the, the, your announcer, the linebacker. Five, five, you, yeah, you got it. got to get the name. Five-time Pro Bowler. Sam, you guys know this guy's name. Sam... Um, Oh, he's in the – yes. Good job. I knew somebody would What do you got, Rooster? Commander's <laughs> Ring of Fame. I got you, Huff. I was hoping you guys would pick me up on Huff there. Come on. I did. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had his number retired by West Virginia, but that number was number 75. So uh, he played 168 games. He had 30 interceptions, five touchdowns, and 17 fumble recoveries. Pretty, uh, pretty solid career, and a great career as a Redskins announcer, and and was there for all the glory days. He of was the, fun. The Redskins, he sure was, and uh, he was punch drunk the last ten years. I think that he did it, but he was he was family in Washington. So but fortunately, Sonny made him look coherent. <laughs> yeah, coherent <laughs> and sober. Yeah, exactly. Can I just that say that any of these that start off with they won some award in the fifties. I'm never going to get just throwing it out there right now for the next 30. Yeah. I'm out. Well, we got to get through it and then I got to figure out what to do. So right. after uh, 30 more to go, then, then we have to change it up. Hey, listen, we got a, uh, we have a world champion to talk about, right? Rooster. Yeah. Uh, amazing uh, performance by, by golden state. 
to the point where I'm kind of concerned that Jason Tatum may never be the same. I mean, he, I, I think Wiggins made Tatum his reek. It, it was just, <laughs> just he is just he just used him. I mean, it was unbelievable. And Steph is amazing. He keeps he seems to be getting better uh, with age. And I, you know, also you have we have to give a tip of the hat to Kerr. What an outstanding coaching job. I mean, he takes Draymond out at the right right time in the right game and then gets him fired back up and starts him again and just making all the right moves. I mean, it's just it's an amazing team that I think will be better next year, believe it or not. I there are they are the odds on favorite right oh, yeah. now to win it again. <clears throat> and they got and Wiseman coming. They they've got three recent would be first round draft picks who didn't play in the finals. Or as Steph says. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, this is a, a it's a big one potentially for for Steph, right? I mean, five gets him to Kobe. Five, yeah. Um, five gets him past Kobe. Uh, it was the Showtime Lakers who had five. I think. I think Kobe has five. Kobe years. was part of that team, you know, when he was young and they were old. But Kobe, yeah. Kobe has five rings. But he, yeah. When they talk about his era. It's not all five of them. So um, the Showtime Lakers had five. Uh, Bill Russell's Celtics had 11 titles in 13 years. No competition. Which is amazing. The competition was definitely weaker. And led, there were less teams or a lot less teams. So, so people generally think that the Jordan Bulls six championships is more impressive. But still, 11 is 11. 11 in 13 years. It's amazing. Um, Tim Duncan Spurs had six titles. Uh, the, the Showtime Lakers had five. And then the Warriors now have four titles in the, in the past eight years. They've played in six finals in the past eight years. And, you know, like I said, they're the odds on favorite to get number five next year. So who knows? Steph may jump up ahead of the Lakers. So, you know, I was going to comment that if Steph gets to five, that puts a uh, that really tarnishes what LeBron's done uh, in really the same era. But then when you said that uh, Tim Duncan had six, that that surprised me. I mean, why does Duncan? I mean, we, we look at that team and everybody knows that they were quiet and they were, you know, they they weren't big rah rah guys. But I mean, maybe we need to be talking about about Duncan in the same breath as Jordan a little bit more. Now he had the David Robinson at the beginning, yep. I guess, of, of yep. his career, right? Then yep. he was Robinson he the better player for a little bit, but he was. But still, six is pretty six unbelievable. Six is impressive, and he had he's only got Tim only has five. Ninety nine, oh three, oh five, oh seven, and fourteen. Mm. Okay, uh, so that I think, that would. If Steph gets a fifth, that brings him up to Duncan. It puts him apart, though, from Shaq and LeBron, who have four each. The thing that yeah. I think is an interesting comparison is Tim Duncan and Steph as the best teammates of all superstars in the modern era. I mean, can you, can you think of it? If you were a coach, can you think of an easier superstar to have on your team than Tim Duncan and Steph Curry? Right. I mean, they don't. They, no. they don't have they don't take games off because their feelings are hurt or they're 
I don't, you know, they're pissed at their team teammates or any of that. I mean, you've seen LeBron do that in the finals where you've even seen Kobe do stuff like that in the finals where all of a sudden they're just like phoning it in. Cause they're pissed about something. Right. You know, those guys would never do that. They don't get, they don't get all bent out of shape. If the team goes out and gets another superstar, like when KD was on golden state, Steph was all for that. You know, those, some of these people are just hard to manage with their egos and, these two guys are, I think, the easiest. Well, I, I think you're spot on right. I, I don't think LeBron's as hard to manage as, as you're making it out to be. I mean, I think LeBron has has played the game of, of you know, when he's going to take off to rest his body. I mean, you, and you can criticize that for sure. I, I don't think he's a difficult guy, although he does get coaches fired. Um, but I, I really do. I, I'm very curious, and I don't know. I think this is an interesting storyline, and I, I haven't heard a lot of talk about it. But the race for five is on, in my opinion, because LeBron wants to think that he is the player of this generation, and and you know he he lays claim to being the greatest of all time. Um, but I, you know, Steph gets to five titles playing really overlapping careers. Uh, this has got to light a little bit of a fire under LeBron. I would think yeah. he's got less time to do it, but um, he, I think he his his place in the game uh, is called into question if Steph gets five titles playing in the same uh, the same era. Right. Well, <clears throat> well, he may get all fired up, but he's got no chance next year. The Lakers are not right constituted right as they are now. They are not going to be able to make a run in the West. Period. Nace, I'm shocked you tried to circle the conversation back to LeBron James. But let's get back to this series that that we just had. So, Rooster, where where did the Celtics go wrong here? Um, And you think about, like, you were talking about Curry and superstars and things like that. You know, this guy went off the entire series. You know, did they? Was it coaching? Did they not have a solid game plan to to limit him? Where 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 did they fail? Um, uh, in the in the in the series overall, they they had kind of a confluence of some weird things going on. First of all, Jalen Brown was totally exposed as being unable to handle the ball in traffic, and I think the Bucks first exposed that, uh, and and Golden State picked up on it. And just every time he touched the ball, they were squatting down at him, and he was turning the ball over like crazy. Jason Tatum turned the ball over more than any player in the history of the league in the playoffs. And there's something going on with him where yeah. I thought it was last time we, we, we talked, I thought he was injured. He injured his shoulder, but <clears throat> now I think that he's been exposed as well. He doesn't have sort of like a mid range jump shot. He's not as strong and sturdy. Like Wiggins was out muscled. And so he needs to, he needs to beef up. He needs to get stronger and he needs to develop um, something other than this step back three point shot that he loves to take, or he's never going to be a superstar. He, he has the talent for sure, but um, they, I think they just have really good coaching and really solid, you know, experienced veterans. And they, they picked up on some weaknesses and, 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 capitalized on it and then the Celtics bench just shit the bed after right. the first game I mean the, 
I, I'd be surprised to see Peyton Pritchard and Grant Williams back next year. They they offered nothing. That that team, the Celtics, reminds me very much of another team in the East now, and that's the Sixers, as teams that ought to be able to achieve more, but I just have no confidence in them being able to win a championship. There's something about the parts, about the pieces of those two teams yep. that say they can't get it done. And so they need a they need a really good point guard <laughs> yep. because their their stars do not handle the ball well. I mean Marcus Smart was carrying the ball most of the time and the you know he's not what you would call a class <clears throat> class A point guard. Meanwhile, like I said, no. Golden State, in addition to these three recent draft picks who didn't see any playing time but could be stars of the future, they've got Wiggins and Jordan Poole, who's just turned 23 years old. I mean, they're going they're they're getting yeah. younger a, as they stay good. I mean, they're they're and they're going to spend more money in the offseason. They, they seem to well, be able to. Clay wasn't himself completely. I mean, he had a couple games where right. he was yeah. he was playoff Clay, but think about a full year when Clay's healthy. Yep, yep. I mean, I you know, yeah. We we can look at look ahead to next year, but the I think Golden State comes back a prohibitive favorite. Yeah, because the Suns are are in disarray, and of course, so are the Jazz. Yeah, and Rooster, I, I think you said it uh, at one point that. Steph is actually underrated, and I think you're you're right on. I mean, the more you watch him, I, he is just unbelievable. I mean, what he can do, dribbling the ball, finding space, and then you know you give him three inches, and and he can hit hit it from anywhere on the court. Yep, yep. I think he's added something to his game since the first um, round of of titles that they won. He t- he drives the hoop stronger now than he did back then. He still finishes it underhanded, but he he made almost every shot he took driving to the hoop in in uh, in in game five and six. Well, and he appreciated his if he wasn't hitting the three, like when his streak ended, he still had an impact because he would drive and either get fouled or uh, you know make a layup. He would take it to the basket. Yep. A, lot of, a lot of shooters, when they get cold, they just keep shooting and they don't even try anything else. Now, that just shows the maturity that Steph has. So is this is this Golden State team now, uh, can you compare them to the Bulls for the greatest franchise, the greatest little dynasty? Uh, they need two uh, more rings. Yeah, they need two more rings, but they are a dynasty for sure. And, you know, I don't. I mean, some people say, well, they, between this championship and their last one, they, they, they were a uh, lottery team one year and, you know, we're two years out of the playoffs. So what they had clay with a two, two year spate of terrible injuries. Curry was injured too. Don't forget during part of that period and Draymond's back was injured. So I, you know, they found a way back. That's a, that's a sign of a strong team, strong organization. Yeah, well, they had they had all three of their their you know their leaders out in some way during that, that stretch. Whereas yep. the Bulls, when they missed, when they didn't win, it was just Jordan who was gone. Yep. 
right? Yep. So it's well, they, but they changed out Paxton for Kerr. Yeah, that's right. And they had Craig Hodges, and um, you know they had Oakley. Supporting kind of, cast. They, they had lots of decent supporting yeah. cast, but it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't as as weak as as the Jordan lovers may, like to make it out to be. He had some decent players with Pippen. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, but I'm just saying that. But I'm just saying that that for Golden State, their down years were without all three of their yeah. their yeah, stars. Yeah. Not yeah. just the, the Bulls couldn't do anything without Jordan. Um, by the way, you know else, who else is a big loser with Golden State coming back and and winning the championship? Kevin Durant. Yeah, man. You know that guy. He had to live with uh, the couldn't do it on his own. Uh, label on him and now that is just that is like tattooed on his back at this point right right? i mean he gets not only did he leave to build a super team that completely fell apart and didn't do anything but golden state with their three core guys rebuild and and come back and uh and win without him so he's a big loser in all this too and now and now the nets are are they, you know, they're not making any headway in, in re-signing Kyrie. And I'm hearing that the Knicks and Lakers are interested. I, that would be a dilemma if the Knicks got him because I can't stand Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, congratulations. The Lakers getting Kyrie, they'd be the all-time hated team. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that would be a pretty pretty big threesome there, though, if AD stayed yeah, and they got old, Kyrie. My how God. How old are they? A bucket of bolts. Oh. AD's not old. He's just broken down. He's right. got a broken body. Yeah. Unreal. That, uh, that'd be interesting. That'd be an yep. interesting threesome. I think they'd be better than Dallas at that point. I was just Maybe. I was just watching uh, ESPN, Pope, and um, good news for you. Luca apparently is committing himself to a strenuous offseason workout and is going to be a beast starting next season is he putting on some weight yeah he's pushing he the sleds and everything he hits hit he a needs couple some cycles muscles. he needs he to needs reapportion muscle. his weight he yeah needs to yeah he needs to lose some of that baby strengthen. fat yeah 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 get some roids in him <laughs> by the way these these guys are so like like think about steph curry i mentioned this the other day I kind of feel like if he really said, well, I just don't want to play basketball anymore. And he just focused on golf. He could like, Oh maybe, yeah. Maybe, oh, yeah. Make yeah. The tour. Pretty good. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Wait, wait. He could make the live tour for sure. Absolutely. He's definitely, <laughs> oh. He could make it right now. <laughs> um, just yeah. this, the athleticism uh, in these guys is incredible. Incredible. They just, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it is it is. Anything else on that? Nope. Congrats, congrats. to the Sangs. Yes, congrats, Golden Sangs. Such a short season, yeah. finally over. That's right. And now, yeah, I know. hardly and now hardly knew it. We move immediately into the NBA draft, which is is this Thursday, right? Thursday, eight Thursday. o'clock, yep. ESPN. So the NBA continues to try and uh, hog the limelight and uh, keep the NHL. You know, in second place there, but it's, uh, it will it's come first on my calendar on Thursdays. The NBA draft. It should. Be. Yeah, thing. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm all over it. Milk. Who you who you rooting for? Who do you want? Who do you want Tampa to take? Oh wait, never mind. Right. right. 
Oh my god. Well, let's just get a couple let's get a couple booms and busts on the draft. We're not gonna spend too much time on it, but uh who wants to go first? Uh well, I I am gonna leave my, my bust to Pope because we have the same one. And uh I have a, I think we all do. I have the exact same comments that he does. So I'm gonna say uh, a cup. I don't really think there are any um, guaranteed booms in this class. I really don't. Um, Jabari Smith, I thought was a sure bet at one point, but you know, during March Madness, he wasn't that impressive, was he? No. Uh, I think. But I keep hearing about Banchero's upside. Um, I didn't see him taking over any games in March Madness. I, th- I actually think Jaden Ivy might be the closest thing to a sure bet to be a really solid player because so many teams need a good, good ball handling guard. And you know, I'd love to see a team like the Knicks jump up and get him. But, you know, he'd, he'd help out the Celtics right away. He'd help out the Sixers. There's lots of teams that need him. Um, I, I, you know, that's that to me. And then the one I really like, Bison is everyone's is um, penciling in Johnny Davis at number ten to the Wizards. I, I also think he could be a big hit, big big surprise. Seems like whoever the Wizards take ends up very mediocre. Good player, you know, like you're you're happy to have him on your team, right. but nothing that's exciting or that changes a franchise. And then they so. go to the, and then they go to the warriors and get better. Right. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who has yeah, the first exactly. pick this year? Um, Orlando. Orlando. Oh God. They There's, sure they are. seem committed to taking Jabari Smith. O- Oklahoma likes Chet Holmgren and the Rockets would probably take Banchero in that yep. order. I, I don't, I don't get it. And I'll get to my, almost guaranteed bust here in a second, but I, I don't, I don't get why the thunder would take Holmgren over, uh, over Ben Chero. I, I think, so I will tell you Ben Chero, you you said you didn't really step up in March madness. I, I think to the contrary, Duke's supporting cast didn't step up. Ben Chero was the man in the uh, NCAA uh, semifinal against Carolina. I mean, without him, they would have gotten blown out. Um, he was unstoppable. Uh, when he would get the ball and he would maneuver down low. Uh, Carolina had no answer for Banchero. He, he is strong, that's for sure. He can hit from the outside. He's going to be a three-point. He's going to be a big-time threat from, from deep. He'll be able to drive. He can rebound. Um, if, I had, if I had the pick, I would take Banchero, and I'm setting aside my hatred. Would you take him first? Over, not, uh, over yeah, Smith? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're – they're different players. I mean, Jabari is not a doesn't really have an outside threat, but Jabari's probably bigger inside perimeter, you know, defender type. Um, but you know, I, I think in today's NBA, a guy like Banchero, man, wow. Uh, if you get him on the right team, he is he's gonna make that team go. I'm not sure Jabari is the same kind of um, you know, help to a, a team. Now Orlando needs a lot of help, granted. So, you know, it's certainly not gonna hurt him, but I think, I think Banchero and, you know, look at the Rockets. They just traded Christian Wood to the Mavs uh, for our 26 picks. So now they have three first round picks. Uh, the Rockets can really do a lot of good on Thursday night, totally reforming themselves. But um, I, I talked about Chet. Uh, 
no offense, Chet, but I mean, you, you remind me of Sean Bradley and I realize Sean Bradley, you know, has some issues now and hope he is doing okay. But, uh, Sean Bradley came into the league and, you know, from BYU and everybody's like, Oh, this guy's going to revolutionize, you know, basketball. And, and he was by all accounts, you know, mainly a bust. Um, Chet is a gangly, you know, tall, very tall, athletic, uh, like seven foot, 200 pounds or something. Yeah. He doesn't have any, (laughs) any meat on the bones and he's going to get tossed around inside. So he's going to end up drifting outside and uh, okay. But is that why you're drafting him for his outside? No, I don't think so. Well, the question is, 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 can he be Dirk or is he going to be Sean Bradley? That's, that's how I see it. Well, if, Seeing them both in person, I would say he's a lot more like Sean Bradley than Dirk. A lot. So, Pope, l- let me give you let me give you my lock of the draft. Okay, my lock of the draft <laughs> is Chet Holmgren, actually. And it, it, this guy is the wingspan of a seven forty seven. He shoots threes uh, like Steph does. He, there was a play we saw in the tournament where there was a loose ball about the three-point line. He was on defense, and he reached out and picked up that ball, put it on the floor about three times, and went down to the hoop and laid it yeah, in. Yeah, that's right. I it forgot about that. An incredibly athletic move for a seven-foot guy. He is game-changing, team-changing. If there is one guy in this draft that I can take, it is Chet Holmgren. Wow. Okay, now, do you want to know who my bust is? My bust is Chet Holmgren. This guy is so skinny. He is wow. so little. He, he's just going to get pushed around. He can't do anything. <laughs> that, that is this guy. I mean, this guy could be – he could be transcendent in the league and change yep. a team overnight right. or – He's going to be the biggest boss. He's already you know, a better ball handler than Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum. Right, right. I mean, he <laughs> does things. You just, I mean, that one play alone, the athleticism that he showed was stunning, and and the number of blocks he has. So Holmgren is the guy that that I would want if I had the first pick. I'm taking him. It is way high upside and also very risky at the same time. So. Yep. Okay, that's enough for the draft. That, that is that is <laughs> that quite, <laughs> thank God. That is quite an analysis. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, it'll be the best. It'll be the worst. You've hedged your own bet. You can't be wrong. Would would either outcome for him surprise you? No. Well, he could be yes. a mediocre, a, an average player for ten years. No, if, he's if either going to be terrible, a bust or, or awesome. If, if he makes agree. an all-star team in the first five years, you can knock me over with a feather. I smell a bet. I oh, bet. yeah. Right. Let's put Mark some money on it right now. Adam and Morrison, here we come. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. The stash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get away from basketball. We have the another Leaf champion. Of NBA drafts. Sorry. Another champion to crown. Uh, <laughs> Pope, do you want to you give, give us a quick – just a quick intro of, of where we are, where we are with some golf, and then I have somebody that we all want to hear from. Oh, good God! Oh, do we? Oh, wow! Okay, wow. <laughs> so where we are with golf is uh, another major uh, behind us. Um, another great Sunday afternoon uh, of drama, you know, that only the golf majors can deliver. Um, a new champion, Matt to you, uh, Fitzpatrick. 
uh, aka Fitzmagic, who's taken over the torch. And uh, uh, the first time since Jack Nicholas did it at uh, Pebble Beach, won the U.S. Amateur and the U.S. Open on the same golf course. Uh, it's a good story. Um, and the uh, virtual background I have today is the bunker shot on 18. I, I think when he hit that drive, I think we were all like, oh, he's toast. He's at best, he's going to have to lay up. At worst, he's going to try to hit a hero shot and put it in the bunker and has to get up and down just to make a playoff. Uh, and he hit, you know, just an amazing shot. I mean, obviously, uh, the uh, Azinger was saying it's the best bunker shot under pressure in a major he's seen since Sandy Lyle and the Masters in 1988. Of course, I don't know, was milk might have been drinking milk at that time in diapers, but. <laughs> <laughs> Not oh, many yes. of us remember that, but it, it oh. was it was uh, you know the Dallas boys uh, Zalatoris and, and Scotty had their chances. They both missed putts on eighteen by less than a few inches, slid by on the left side to uh, go to a playoff. Um, but uh, you know, again, I think it tells you what we love about golf is on the Sunday majors when they're close. It, it, there's really no, no better TV watching. Do you guys agree that? Fitz seems to swing unusually hard. I mean, if you look yes. at his swing compared to Zalatoris or Scheffler, those guys are just like slow backswing, smooth, full rip. And this guy looks like he's trying to kill the ball every time. Well, he's like five eight, and you know it's the opposite of what everyone tells me. Yeah, like, right. Slow your swing down, right, slow it down. Right. And then I see like, that, and I'm like, oh, I don't have to. His fairway <laughs> wood, his fairway wood swings. I mean, if I tried to do that, I would miss the ball. <laughs> well, I think we have we have a, we do have a message here from uh, one of our our missing comrades today, who wants to make sure that something isn't overlooked here. So let's, oh, wait, let's see. If, oh, the, the, this wouldn't happen to be him predicting Fitz wins the. Open, well, let's it? just uh, let's just see what happens uh, here. Let's see. All right. Hopefully, you can hear this. Hey fellas, sorry I can't join you today. Um, a lot of lots to chat about in sports, um, so I know you'll have a great pod. Congrats to Rooster and Pope on their strong showing in the fantasy golf majors. Uh, you're following me very nicely there, uh, and I guess Nace too. But we all know that the uh, House Tradamus. Oh, wait a second. Speaking of House Tradamus. I think I want to play something for you guys since Wait, we're we talking a, about the U.S. Open today. Do you, do you mind recording? just listening to this carefully? Hopefully it plays nice and loud. <laughs> All right, quick, around, quick fire. Who do you got for uh, U.S. Open? JT. House? I'm going to go with a little bit of a shocker. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Oh, God. Oh, oh. I feel like someone that? just punched me in the, the gut. The whole world is picking <laughs> JT and Scheffler and all these other conventional, but some Hostradamus decided to dig deep in the research, go with someone who's never, ever had a tour win in his life, Matthew Fitzpatrick. So congrats to the next odds. Fitz Magic. And uh, it was a great open, really, really uh, – puts one more nail in the coffin of club live. Uh, I think it just shows the difference between real competition, real golf courses and um, Saudi Arabian uh, oases. 
Hey, final quick thought. Jalen Williams is your sleeper from Santa Clara in the NBA draft. Oh. Mark that here. It'll go down the same way as Matthew Fitzpatrick house. Oh. Out. Wow. All right. Interesting. Feeling pretty, feeling pretty confident there. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, so he did nail it though. He did. He, did nail it. It. he definitely he did. Credit. did nail it. But I think, I think that Fitzpatrick was a popular pick. If you look at the picks before the tournament, they were like, this is his time. He's won on this course. He can do yep. it again. Yep. Yeah, I mean, okay. that's true. And, and people were writing Scheffler off saying that, you know, maybe we thought he, yeah, he's a one shot wonder one, whatever. So that, that, by the way, I know you just to reiterate it, that shot on 18 with that pressure in the U S open. Oh. Now maybe he was, maybe that lip wasn't when he first hit it. I thought, Oh, that lip is he's fucked, but he had a little bit of an out there hit a little fade, but I can't imagine that. That pressure with that, what was he, 156 out? Yeah. Best nine iron he's ever hit in his life. Right there. Yeah, I mean, it, it. he started it off left, and it faded right over the pen. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was a beautiful and, shot. And Zalatoris stuffed it, you know, even closer. And yeah. I thought he was going to make that putt. In fact, that he, putt looked so good. That putt looked so good until it didn't. I mean, I it, thought that was in. Yeah, you got to feel for him now. Three, three how, runners. How about how about Matsuyama coming back and shooting a yeah. sixty-five in the last yeah. round? He He's did. back. It's good to see him back. I it's mean, great. you you had all big time golfers in the leaderboard too. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. it, it was really you know loaded. Um, I think it other than Zalatoris, well, it's like I sent a text around. I said, you know, everybody. I mean, Fitzpatrick obviously hadn't won before, but other than him and Zalatoris, everybody up there had a major, right? I mean, these were these were legit serious golfers, including oh, well, your guy McCarthy, right? Yeah, my, <laughs> my boy Danny McCarthy. He shot a sixty-eight. That's not something to sneeze at. Well, listen, he came in tied for seventh. I mean, he yeah. was he automatic he was sixth at the year. Memorial. Yeah, I mean, well, he's a. I, I mean, I don't know why you guys don't know him. I mean, he has been routinely in the top 10 over the last six to eight weeks. I mean, he came in, I think sixth at the Memorial and ninth the week before. I mean, he's, he's been up on the leaderboard quite a bit lately. Uh, So, you know, but again, I mean, it it was really just loaded with talent at the top of the leaderboard and and it made, it made, made it really fun. Even Rom was there for a little bit, although he ended up kind of, you know, shit in the bed, but, and there, are, there, there are some other young guys that are that are you know if they could get consistent like this guy Wise, he he was uh, on the leaderboard for the first two days and then had had rough rounds the next two days. He he cost you the fantasy. He uh, definitely did championship. <laughs> he did blew up. Yeah, as you were as you were approaching number one, he blew up. You were you held the number one position on a Sunday. I did. You, you, you no, I think I only got size two. I think you only got two. Yeah, I, I only got up to two. I, I also want to comment on, because I really appreciated it, the absolute meltdown by Grayson Murray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he tri- triple bogeys the putt, or he three-putted, right? And then yeah. he chucks his putter. It wasn't I've a chuck. I've been there before. It yeah, was I've... not a chuck. It was like a missile. 
It, it Will there be th- any ramifications for that? I mean, the tour frowns on that. You know, like they do. Yeah, the USGA doesn't care. I, I, I was telling y'all yesterday because you know him and Kevin Na are in a brawl. Kevin Na should have just literally started following him the rest of the round. Just sat there staring at him on the tee box <laughs> every single hole. One time, when one time when my son was very young, he accompanied uh, a friend of mine and I on a, a to play golf, and we just so he just rode in the cart with us, and we were at the um, the the club in uh, the Curatuck Club in the Outer Banks, and they had packed in so many players that it was like you were waiting fifteen minutes oh, on every shot, and I was getting frustrated. And no, I hit, I hit a couple no, of you? Yeah. terrible drives and, and just turned and like snapped my driver. I was so angry and I turn around and my friend has got his hand over my son's eyes and ears. So he doesn't have to <laughs> witness this terrible meltdown that I'm having out on the golf course. <laughs> Speaking of meltdown on the golf course, that's a great segue for the final part of the golf discussion today. And we have to have an update on Club Live because what a fucking disaster they were at at Brookline. Um, Out of 13 golfers, they only had three guys make the cut. The highest golfer that finished was DJ at plus four for T24. Then they had Pat Reed at plus 10 for T49. Uh, and, and Richard Bland at plus eight for T43. And of course, Bryson, their new uh, acquisition, uh, he shot 11 over for the tournament at T56. And the 10 other guys missed the cut spectacularly, none more than Club Phil. Phil Lacio. Who shot, who shot an eight over on Thursday. And then he came back, came back with three over on Friday to miss the cut spectacularly almost finished last. Uh, so I'm, I'm just wondering like at their clubhouse at club lives clubhouse, you know, like when there's real tournament golf on like a Sunday and they're all like cheering and rooting for their guys. Do you think that like all the guys were at this, whatever the Saudi clubhouse is and they're all watching it on TV because none of them are playing and they're all like rooting for their favorite live guys. Right. I mean, what a bunch of yeah. fucking losers. You know, Pope, that reminds me that I, I think the, the thing that's exciting right now about golf is like, you know, we have sort of this post tiger era and the first wave of people who sort of stepped up were, you know, guys, you couldn't get that excited about like Patrick Reed and DeChambeau. And for me, Kepka, I know some people like Kepka. I don't I like him. Kepka. He's but not this, but this new wave of golfers are fun and, and, and you want to root for them. It's they're good. It's, guy and they're it's good, good for golf. It's good for golf. Well, the thing that's interesting is we've in the, you know, even during the tiger era, right. We always saw some young guys pop up and you thought this is going to be the next one to give a run. And they only seem to last two or three years where they get hot. Right. I mean, yep. relatively speaking hot, will there be anybody you know, in five years, will we be talking about Fitzpatrick, Zalator, Scheffler, you know, Morikawa? Who who in that group will be, you know, uh, um, Sam Burns is gonna important, be important? Yeah. You know, be, well, will any of these guys be able to, to keep it going more than two or three years? Which, by the way, again, shows just the ultimate greatness of Tiger that yeah. he could sustain that level of play for 
however many years. Think about so, Kepka. There was a time a couple of years ago where every major he was guaranteed to be top five. Yeah. So now he yeah. he did yeah. a seven over. But but you could say the same thing about Rory. And who, DJ. Granted, in the last in the last couple months has had a little bit of a resurgence, right? But you know, Rory is the guy who you really thought was going to compete with Tiger, and then he you know he had a several down years by his standards. Well, he hadn't won a major since 2014. Yeah. So that's eight right. years in the, in the wilderness. And he's probably not going to win it all. No, no, I think he will. All right. He might, he might win the open at uh, St. Andrews. Mm, maybe he's playing maybe. pretty well right now. Yeah. He is playing well. He's great on Thursdays and Fridays and he's great. No, on Sundays. that's not true. He's, he's great <laughs> on Sundays true. when he's, at, when he's not in contention. He, he usually just kills himself on Thursday of a major. He usually shoots like a 73 <laughs> on Thursday and he's just, and then he's, you know, trying to claw back and he ends up in the top 10, but he doesn't have a chance at actually winning it. That was my so. mistake yesterday in the fantasy pools. I picked him and then I realized he was actually in contention and he fucked it up. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Well, listen, uh, it was a great, great tournament. A lot of fun. Um, you know, the, the, the last thing I'd say on it is sort of interesting scoreboard for a U.S. Open, though. A lot of guys under par. I feel like there's more guys under par than you usually see uh, in a U.S. Open. But uh, a little bit. unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable drama. Great tournament. A lot of fun. Uh, anything else? Anything else on Pope, U.S. Open? Pope, Pope didn't make the announcement that Abraham answers joined the live tour. Where were you on that? Who? <laughs> another star. Another PGA Tour star. Is he, is Congratulations. He, is he a has-been, a has-not, a loser, or a no-name? He would be a... All the above. Has-not. He's a, he's a has-not. He's always had he's potential. Young. He's young. He, all the above. I think he's Congratulations Italy's, to house, Italy's greatest golfer, maybe. Wait, so he must have had the Saudi flu because he pulled out of the Open. And, that's, uh, that's right. The, the day before. <laughs> because <laughs> he had to he had to go watch the saudi prince's dog he, he, had, to go, he had to go claim his uh his seven virgins we're gonna need you over here we'll send a plane do you he, think any, any of the saudi up, any of the open up the club live clubhouse right, you need to get over do you here think right now any of the live live golfers will end up disappeared and dismembered do you think there's a chance that one of them are you kidding phil is phil probably yeah probably phil Phil yeah, is their biggest <laughs> bitch right now. They He's already mouthed off of about all his him. gambling debts. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're probably calling him all the time. Like, yeah, we're yeah, you, yeah. we're gonna need you over here. You think you're gonna see this two million fat boy? I don't right. think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, two hundred million. My, you, my hey, member guest next week. <laughs> if you lose game two of the NHL Finals seven to nothing, do they actually just roll over and say? Well, we're going to give them an extra game. It's three nothing now. It should be right after an ass kicking like that. It doesn't seem fair that they only get one win for that. By the way, how prescient was uh, Paul Miller speaking about good predictions? Wow, he hit that on the head. He has now. He has predicted that Tampa will come back. Part of a champion. Part of the champion. Um, I think he's just trying to make you feel better. Milk. He didn't say they're going to win. He just said they're going to make you proud. Don't don't yeah. think I didn't buy into the bullshit. They're going to lose. They're going to lose six to one tonight. Yeah. You can feel better by yourself. <laughs> yeah. You're only going to lose. You're only going to lose by a field goal. Um, yeah. <laughs> God, 
God, that was painful Saturday. And, uh, you know, honestly, it was kind of painful last Wednesday, too, when we, we, we have gone down three nothing in like the first 10 minutes in both games. I mean, the, the, yeah, we won it. We lost in overtime in game one, but really they kicked our fucking ass. And then they took their, their, their foot off the gas. Um, their first line of um, McKinnon, um, Landeskog, and uh, who's the other one? N- Nichuskin. <laughs> they are absolutely un- unbelievable. And they are kicking the living shit out of our first line. Stamco, you know that Kucherov? Kucherov, our fucking stud, has had one shot on goal. Wow. One shot on goal. Do you know how many shots on goal Stamkos had last game? Zero. And sorry, you guys, house isn't here. What I call out Stamkos a lot, this is exactly fucking why. You're the captain of the team. You've had you go an entire in a critical game, too. You have no shots on goals. How's that possible to have between those two one shot on goal? One shot on goal. Well, because you have, try, you don't because, have to try not to. Because, because the Avs had the puck the whole game. They they have, yeah. they, they had Look, twice as many shots on goal. Look, Vasilevsky is getting some heat, but it's it's he's not playing that great. But we're not helping him either. Well, yeah, everything every every shot is a breakaway. Every every shot. But I will say, like overall, the speed of Colorado. And like I was, I was texting my buddies in the first game. Like they are literally beating the shit out of our players. Like they look bigger. Like Tampa's tough. Like we're a tough team, big guys. They look bigger. They look like uh, they look stronger. They look more. I mean, they're just tougher. And and you combine that with speed. I've never seen a team this fast. You guys aren't hungry. You're not hungry. They, they no, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's. What well, Milk is saying, I have never seen a game played so perfectly as the Avs played that game. They have now Tampa is playing like shit too. I will say, like they have, they're just it's uncharacteristic. I mean, come on, when when you have Kucherov and Simcoe's literally get, not getting shots off, like now, but you could go to Colorado's defense, you know, and and Makar is living up to his hype as one of the best defensive players in the NHL. I mean, they're they're they're. They're being uncharacteristic, so we'll see what happens tonight. They always come back, you know, and play better in home. Will, will, will there be any line changes? I mean, you guys got to change something. I don't think up, so. You? He, yeah, he did it in. Is point in hurt again? Is, is point, point I, I, points I, a game game time call? Yeah. If he's out, I mean, no, nah, he's not. Doing who's your shit. backup goalie? Yeah, I think you need to change up your netminder. <laughs> who's your Who's your backup goalie? Anybody that lets in seven. He actually, actually gonna... look at it, it was such an onslaught that he actually made some really good stops. I mean, it could <laughs> that's have, what could I'm have, saying. With like, a mediocre goalie, it could have been 14 to nothing. They're this is a good this is a good Pope stat. Their first line has out the shot advantage on our line is 28 to 3. You are going oh to lose, you, are, you are going to lose every game. You're going to get swept if you keep that up. That is inexcusable for this for this level of talent that we have but it's all all about the first period tonight milk you got to set the tone got to set that that it, the the horrific starts uh you know we got to stay out of the penalty box you know mcdonough changed the game in game two i mean started off he has this horrible hooking call he was, a power play 
And, well, then, and Perry too. Perry can't seem to stay out of the penalty box. And no, and that's been our problem all year. I've been saying that. If we, I, we we're always. I was going to say you need the. I was going to say you need to score the first goal, but I really think you need to score the first four. I have a chance. <laughs> I have a chance. I, I mean, only yeah. We need to score three very quickly, and I don't think we're we're built for that. So. But look, Milk, it's it's look, it's okay. You know, I, I don't know. I think probably by the time we have the next pod, we're probably gonna have a Stanley Cup champion. Um definitely possible. And and you know, probably. if it goes this way, you can hang your head high. You got two cups, you go into the finals, and at the end of the day, how many cups does Philadelphia have? Did cricket wireless strike just there? I think so. It did. It did. He's frozen. I thought he was contemplating. He's frozen. frozen. (laughs) Come back, Milk. In response response to the question about Stanley Cups for the Flyers. I'm back. back. I teed it up. I threw you a softball and you froze. I froze. I'm back. What did you ask? What was the answer? What did you ask? I said, you've got two cups. There's no shame in it. And how many how many cups does Philadelphia have? <laughs> we have three cups, and Philly has three. Two. We have so. we have three. They have two, and that's all that matters. We also have two Super Bowls. They have one. Oh, not that I'm keeping track. No, not at all. Why would you? <laughs> no. Why would now, you? He, if House was here, he would come back with the World Series. So I'll give him that. We all have more Lombardis than House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's even if that's even if we haven't won one in a quarter century, we still have more than he right. does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, All right. Anything else? Anything else on hockey? Hey, it's it's the it's been a hell of a run. This might be over, but it's been unbelievable. And it this series has made me realize how difficult it is to get this far, and how good you have to be and flawless you have to be. I mean, hats off to the Lightning. Whatever happens. Both crazy, teams crazy! About to get a new coach. Crazy we'll, uh, we'll pour one out for the Lightning next pod. That's right. Yeah. The end of an right. era. That's right. <laughs> All right. I think that gets us uh, to punchable face of the week, and we have a remote punchable oh. face of the week. Oh wow! House returning? Yeah. Yeah. Let's check it out. Come on, man. So there were two great stories, of course, from the NBA finals. One was uh, Steph and crew with uh, Clay and Draymond Green and even Andre Iguodala on the bench getting their fourth championship together, a true dynasty. The second was fake Clay. He loves it. Fake Clay and Dawson Gurley is such a an incredible feel-good story that probably belongs more in the lasso category. But it won't be in the lasso category because of Brian Herbert. Brian Herbert, you see, is the vice president of security for the Golden State Warriors. And Brian Herbert sent Dawson Gurley, otherwise known as Fake Clay, a letter banning fake clay lifetime from the chase center and what did dawson Gurley do that was so bad well 
before game five, Dawson Gurley, who looks exactly like Clay Thompson, decided to enter in through the pro shop at the Chase Center, which is also the employee entrance. And after getting through five different stages of Golden State Warriors security, he got onto the floor where he did a shoot around for 10 minutes, including draining some great threes and looking a lot more than just the person face of clay, the shooter of clay. And as he uh, made one of his last shots, finally a security guard asked him where his credentials were and he was escorted kindly enough out of the building. Listen, there is a such a punch deserving of Brian Herbert and his team of security. Don't blame Dawson Gurley for trying to pull off a fun little prank. Your security failed. Your security at level one, two, three, four, five failed. A guy walks in with a sweatshirt. Even a player has got to have something that, you know, you might want to stop and say something. But actually, one of the security guards that even thought Dawson Gurley was Clay said, you know, have a great game tonight. They were taking pictures uh, with him. Listen, it's a funny story. They should embrace it. Clay should do some commercial with it. The Warriors should do some kind of tap on the wrist and say, don't ever, don't anybody ever try something like that. But it's such a great story. There's 3 million people already who have viewed fake Clay's YouTube about this incident. Instead, they decided to go hard ass on it and ban him for life. Signed off on by Brian Herbert, whose security failed. And now he's a failure for taking a feel good story and pouring lemons all over it. So for that, that's my punch of the week. I like it. Yep. A good one. That's a, that's good, a one. good one. That's a good um, one. They're such yeah, idiots. I mean, right. What's wrong with this guy? By the way, I don't, I'm that guy. Sort of, he does look like him. I don't think it's like an exact. It just goes to show you when you want someone to be a celebrity, when you see him, you like your brain tricks you. You're like, that's ah, it's got to be him. I, yeah, no, I mean, y'all right. saw the video. They had security guards who were actually wanting to take pictures with him after he got off yeah. the court after shooting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, the best part of it is that's true. I love the clips where he's literally draining threes. I would have been right. so nervous. No. <laughs> he's <laughs> making yeah. him. He's actually making them, and they're swishing. It's like not swishing like going in. Like I'd be like, oh wow, this guy's good. Yeah, like they, he's clearly practiced for the the moment to be fake clay. But but you know he's also. I mean he's been he's had like tickets to the games. Like he's been a fan of the yeah. team for all yeah. their championships. Like I don't know, is he a season ticket holder? There's pictures of him behind the bench with clay like in front of him, and he's sitting right over his shoulder and stuff. And so. I mean, he's a big fan of the team. It's just they could have handled it differently. That's why they're getting punched. Anybody else have a punchable? No? All right. How about a lasso? Barbecue sauce. I got a couple. All right. Let's hear it. All right. So first one uh, is is just kind of a brief one, but there was a great story in, in the New York Times and, and there's a couple other ones. I think USA Today's done it in a story on or two, but uh, it's Kelsey Whitmore, who is a a woman playing close to basically triple A baseball right now. She's playing um, 
I guess it's for the, let's see, what team is she with now? It's the Staten Island team of the independent league. And, and this is the league that sort of does, they, they mess around a little bit with the rules and things like that. And she's on the team. Um, she's, she hits, she pitches. Um, she's not gotten a lot of innings, but she had one, one pitching outing where she gave up like four runs and did get any outs or five runs. And then the next time she came out, she retired all three batters that she faced. Uh, but it's a really good story. If you haven't read it, go check it out in the New York times, read about her. Um, she's just a, a grew up loving baseball, played softball, at Cal state Fullerton, uh, and then, and has been playing baseball since then the team uh, is rooting for it's, it's just a, it's a feel good story. Uh, and, you know, you will you do see it and you think, you know, this is it. There's there's a woman competing with men at a very high level of baseball. It's not the majors, but but it's pretty darn high. So good for her. I uh, hope she keeps improving uh, and and uh, get some more attention. But if you haven't read the story, check it out. That's a, it's definitely a, a lasso story. Uh, it reminds me of a young Chris Nace. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think she probably throws harder than, than Chris Nace. Didn't so. quite make the big show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Jesus so, pain. The uh the other lasso, and and I think I've probably talked about it before, but that's okay. It's my lasso, and I, I'm gonna do it anyway. But the Nationals retired Ryan Zimmerman's number on Sunday. Just and uh this is just the um it's what? Just third lasso, I think. How many lassos does Zimmerman yeah. have? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Has he had another one? Well, whatever. That's fine. Right. Somebody else come up with one then. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, again, this is the guy who's the first draft pick of, of Washington. There's there's not enough athletes like this anymore who get drafted by a franchise and stay there the whole time and do everything. In fact, uh, you know, it's it's even, even better than that because he was there with even though it was the Expos came over, it really was a new franchise. It was new ownership and, and everything about it was new. Uh, career average, 277, 284 home runs, 1,061 RBIs. He won a gold glove, two-time silver slugger award, and really did it right, uh, staying in the community, uh, playing for the same team, getting you know starting there when they were winning – 60 games in a season and then getting there for the world series. Um, and I thought about it when I was watching, watching the ceremony and I was thinking, you know, he, in a lot of ways, the career he had resembles Cal Ripken. Uh, another guy who just showed up, played hard every day, was loyal to a franchise. And you just, you don't see that. You don't see that that much anymore. So uh, good for him to get his number retired by the Nats. It was a nice ceremony uh, and congratulations to, to Ryan. Didn't he have Zimmerman. a big hit in your World Series too? Big home run. He he let off. Well, not let off, but he hit a home run in Game One of the World Series. So it was the first home run and first run scored in oh, right, for the right, Nationals right, right. in a World Series. I, I remember that from the second time you gave him a lasso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we can we retire? Uh, can we retire? I don't think there's Zimmerman been three. <laughs> I don't think there's been three. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Justin, if you're out there, do you see the shit I put up with just to <laughs> just to support our teams? I'm gonna, see it? I'm gonna do a lasso to Tom Brady next week. <laughs> Anybody have another one? 
No, I didn't think so. <laughs> I've been thinking. Let me look at my old ones. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> why don't you do one to Emmett Smith? Come on, you can do it. Did we do Bob Hayes yet? Let me look. I'm sorry. Can I go back and do I have a punchable face of the week? Three of them, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I did want to mention have this. A good is, week. Yeah. This is not a lasso. I did want to mention, though, that former heavyweight boxing champion of the world, Vitaly Klitschko is going to be honored with an ESPY or at the ESPYs um, with the Arthur Ashe award for courage, which should be, it should be a good, good piece. I mean, the guy, the guy's out there with a, with, you know, full metal jacket fighting the Russians right now and as former heavyweight champion of the world. He's oh, also the awesome. mayor of Kiev, but uh, yeah. Crazy. these guys are so brave. It's unbelievable. It is yeah. awesome. I, yeah. I, I just like to congratulate Nason Pope. Um, our viewers, listeners can't see this, but Phelan's background picture is the Yankees, and we've gone another episode without allowing him to talk about the Yankees. So, right, good job. But if, if they win no, tonight, they lost. They no, 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 no. Quiet down. Quiet down. If if they win Quiet tonight, down. they will Everybody be the seventh team in the history of baseball. You guys have a good no week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> To reach 50 wins in 67 The SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.